Hello boys and girls, it's time for episode 44 of Near Perfect Pitch. Thanks very much, as usual, for joining me. Much appreciated. Um, I'll start things off by uh, announcing wholeheartedly that this episode is brought to you by, unequivocally brought to you by, Paul Court, The Primitives and The Monster Malted Milk Biscuit. I should qualify that actually in saying that the immensely elusive monster malted milk biscuit um, and I'll uh, make sense of that uh, in more detail later on um, but you'll probably guess if you're used to the format of the program that uh, we've got an interview this week as we always do and in this instance delighted to be uh, sharing a chat that I had with uh, Paul Court of The Primitives yesterday. So that's going to be at the end of the program, uh, surrounded by three songs that uh, Paul himself has uh, chosen to uh, to showcase on the program. Um, what I've done this week, it's a little bit out of character, in that I, uh, well, it sounds really quite grandiose. It's not not really uh, as official as it sounds, but programming the program, um, I've brought more songs than I have programmed for, which means that uh, from my side of things, I can mix things up a bit, um, which. It, uh, it makes things a little bit uh, interesting for me, whereby I don't have to stick to a schedule. Um, what else can you expect to hear? Well, I'll tell you. The, the usual features, Tin to Web Time, uh, this, uh, this week is uh, uh, featuring the, the Move-In Festival. We've got our uh, Essential Wax feature. Uh, this particular week we are featuring uh, Sparkle in the Rain by uh, Simple Minds, a beauty. Um, what else have we got here in terms of regular features? We've got um, our Obligatory Fall R track. We've got our cover version of the week and our uh, weekly Peel instalment. And we also have new releases by the likes of The Primitives, who I believe I've just mentioned. Um, more off the new Charlatan's record, um, Different Days, we're going to hear an album track off that. Uh, brand new St Etienne album, uh, Home Counties, released last week. Be playing an album track off of that too. Uh, another new release, actually, Echo Belly, have a new album out entitled uh, Anarchy and Alchemy. Be hearing something off that. New stuff uh, by uh, by Sugarman from uh, from Liverpool. Um, what else we got here? Uh, that, I think that's it, uh, new release wise. But lots and lots of good stuff. We'll kick things off with a bit of Ian Brody.
That's the mighty cabbage from Manchester, no doubt. That's from their 2016 Uber Capitalist Death Threat EP. Tell me lies about Manchester. Uh, and uh, if you're a fan, which you should be, played a lot of cabbage in the past, um, get their uh, debut long player. Uh, it houses everything. It's a, it's a compilation of sorts of all their uh, previous material and uh, the only uh, official release that you can get on CD so you can, uh, if you are so inclined, get uh, all of their output to date on one handy little CD. That was preceded by um, the Lightning Seeds, essentially, Ian Brody with his uh, third single and uh, that's the uh, off, uh, sorry off the, the first of six studio LPs um, uh, Cloud Cuckoo Land and uh, Ian Brody is uh, he's not a dark horse if you're if you're a music fan you you might well know of his production prowess if not I'm going to educate you um, Ian Brody Lightning Seeds yes he's a recording artist in his own right and uh, a music icon in Liverpool and uh, and in general really but that's immensely further enhanced by his uh, his repertoire of production work and if I can just chuck a few samples your way uh, the works that he has uh, behind the uh, been behind the board on uh, sorry um, in the 80s we'll start off in the 80s and I'll uh, I'll name drop Echo and the Bunnymen Crocodiles as I will Echo and the Bunnymen Porcupine uh, the Pale Fountains from across the kitchen table uh, the Colourfield uh, self-titled debut the High School Works, if you want to defeat your enemy, sing his song. Uh, the only NW record by the Bodines. I Am Curious Orange, one of my favourite Fall albums. That's Ian Brody. Shaq, Zilch, Sax, Shaq, Sack. can't even talk, can I? Shaq's debut um, uh, on uh, Ghetto Records. Zilch, he was behind the board for that. In the 90s, self-produced Cloud Cuckoo Land, which we've just heard a tune from. Um, did uh, Frazier Chorus's Ray, which is a beautiful record. Uh, Galore by The Primitives, bit of a segue for the interview forthcoming at the end of the programme. Flying Down to Mono Valley, wonderful jingle jangle Welsh guitar female pop. Did uh, did that as well. Uh, the Dodgy Album as well, Terry, Terry Hall's Home. Essex by uh, Alison Moyer, Trains, Boats and Planes by Frank, the, the Frank and Walters, a brilliant record. Uh, he also uh, produced his own records, uh, Tilt and, and Dizzy Heights and Jollification, um, as, uh, as the Lightning Seeds. Did Republic of Speed Ballads, Smart, uh, Sleeper's uh, 95 record. The Coral's debut in 2002. I Am Clute's debut, he also did, and he's done an awful lot of work continuing with the Coral. Uh, and even produced another beauty, which you will have heard a lot of songs from in the past on this programme, um, from uh, The Rifles. He produced No Love Lost. That is Ian Brodie, and the latest thing that he's produced that I can source is uh, uh, Miles Kane's uh, last record, uh, Don't Forget Who You Are, released in 2013. Well, there you have it. We're two songs in. Lots to look forward to, including this.
That's Scotland's The View with their second single from the uh, 2006 debut LP. Hats off to the buskers. And uh, before we heard that uh, pop belter by The View, we heard Insomniac's Dream by Manta Ray, a single on Dead Dead Good Records that uh, was released in 1994. Now, it's that time of the programme where I remind you about all the ways and means by which to get in touch with the programme. Uh, the main portal, nearperfectpitch.com, if you visit that place, you'll be able to uh, then in turn choose uh, which method you uh, want to listen to the programme via. So you can choose your iTunes, Google Play, uh, Podbean or uh, TuneIn feed. Similarly, you can uh, you can source it through ckcufm.com, um, which is uh, CKCUFM's website, uh, Ottawa uh, Radio here in, uh, in Ottawa, the capital of Canada, where I'm recording the programme. And CKCUFM is Canada's oldest, most established, and by far and away, best community-driven radio station. And uh, as I say quite regularly, I'm indebted to the station. I had a radio show on a couple of occasions here, and uh, the reason I'm doing the podcast is because, of course, I miss it. Uh, And radio is a tricky thing. You've got to be able to uh, find the time and have slots available uh, in, uh, in a time frame that's convenient for you and it's just not the case uh, so we've entered a whole new world of media haven't we now whereby you don't have to be live to be listened to so uh, the podcast medium works out rather nicely um, do do participate social media wise too with the near perfect pitch uh, facebook page uh, the uh, the instagram feed at near perfect pitch uh, the twitter feed at near perf pitch uh, and do spread the word because um, i need to get more listeners i want to get more listeners and i want to make the show uh, bigger and better and uh, and more professional Actually, I was having a chat with my dad yesterday, and he was um, he was asking me about some of the machinations of of, of, of you know what I do here, um, and I was telling him quite simply that uh, I do it all myself: um, pick the records, man the board, however shoddily, um, and um, do everything else uh, that's concerned with the program as well. Uh, and I did did some maths, and it's about twelve hours a, a week it takes at every sort of facet of uh, of, of the program. And, and I also mentioned to, to my dad that you know I record it all in one go, much like radio. So I just press the record button, and off we go. And the same applies to the interviews. I like it to be a very warts and all type presentation. And uh, I think that does come through, and, and I mean that by virtue of its uh, its uh, professional unprofessionalism. Does that make sense? Anyway, we're going to go to San Francisco next, and we're going to hear probably their greatest hit. Uh, We're going to hear some Romeo Void.
Low Gold from um, the second of four studio LPs uh, that's, uh, from Welcome to Winners released in 2003 and that's a single pulled off said record and uh, prior to hearing the uh, the Low Gold track we heard from San Francisco a single off their uh, 1984 Instinct LP, their third LP that's uh, Romeo Void with A Girl in Trouble in brackets is a temporary thing and then, as a reminder before that, we heard The View with uh, Superstar Tradesman, Manta Ray with Insomniac's Dream, Cabbage with Tell Me Lies About Manchester, and The Lightning Seeds with All I Want. It's cover version time, and this week we're going to hear somebody doing some Velvet Underground. <laughs> Yeah, but comes now, now. Yeah, but comes now, now. 
Great to have them back. That's Saint Etienne, and that's a track pulled off their latest record, their ninth studio LP, called Home Counties, and uh, that is a track called Something New. And prior to that wonderful little ditty there by uh, Saint Etienne, Sarah Cracknell, and her gorgeous vocals. I'm just going to adjust myself in the chair here. Hang on a minute. <sighs> that's better. Uh, uh, what do we do? We heard uh, Here She Comes Now, uh, a Velvet Underground song, as done by those Seattle crazies at uh, Nirvana. And uh, I'll uh, pay attention to this. I'm going to share something with you. Uh, there was a wonderful label, Once Upon a Time, called Imaginary Records, who were notorious for pooling together alternative-slash-indie talent to cover the songs of what you'd deem classic recording artists, the likes of uh, Nick Drake, Bob Dylan, uh, and many, many others, including the Velvet Underground. Uh, the Velvet Underground, uh, the response to it uh, was, was, quite, uh, was quite large, whereby they had to inst- uh, sorry, release three separate volumes of uh, the tributes to the Velvet Underground. Uh, and this particular version, Here She Comes Now by Nirvana, um, is on volume one. And I'll give you a quick rundown of uh, all the uh, the acts that appear on the volumes in sequence. So volume one, Chapter House, The Telescopes, Nirvana, The Wedding Present, Buffalo Tom, James, Screaming Trees, The Motorcycle Boy, Terry Bickers, uh, X House of Love, X Levitation, and now part of uh, uh, Pete Fidge and Terry Bickers, the dynamic duo. There's a Ride as well, doing European Sun. On volume two, we've got Beef, The Fatima Mansions, The Mock Turtles, Revenge, The Reegs, Bill Nelson, Echo and the Bunnymen, Levelers Five, Shelley Ann Orphan, and Hurrah. And volume three sees uh, Swerve Driver kicking things off with Jesus, 11th Day Dream, sorry, 11th Dream Day. That'd be a different song, wouldn't it? Um, Into Paradise, Lee Ronaldo, Half Japanese, The Dillons, The Original Sins, New Fast Automatic Daffodils, Jellyfish Kiss, and I think my favourite of all of the 30 tracks is uh, The Badge Man uh, from Scotland doing Sister Ray. So let's see where we're set in terms of being organised. Oh yes, what I've got aligned next is uh, a trick where you can stick the kettle on, prance around the living room with your headphones on. It's very much up to you. Cut the lawn. It's entirely up to you. Uh, it's a related hat trick and I'll join the dots after we've heard all three tracks. Start.
thin But all that you live on Is lip gloss and cigarettes It's perhaps at the end of the day When it's given the rest To someone with long black hair All these nights and making Such a mess of the bed Oh, you never ever want to go home And you want to So you may as well hang around for a while Call your dad on the phone He changed his mind last Monday So you've got to leave by Sunday, yeah Oh, you've got to live for Sunday Oh, yeah Now nothing to do in turn Oh, there's something wrong You had it once, but now it's gone I feel such a fool Bad jokes and putting up with all of his friends and kissing in public. What is he gonna say when they run into you again? But your stomach looks bigger and your hair is a mess, and your eyes are just holes in your face. And it rains every day, and it doesn't. The sun makes you feel worse anyway. He changed his mind last Monday. So you gotta leave by Sunday, yeah Oh, you got to live by Sunday Oh, yeah Now nothing you do can turn on There's something wrong You had it once, but now it's gone Well, you knew There was no way it was gonna last forever Crazy to have stayed with 
that for a hat trick for you that was in reverse order from 1996's love life uh we heard lush with uh, jarvis cocker from pulp uh, on uh, complimentary vocals and that's a song called chow uh, bitter to say the least uh, and before we heard chow we heard lip gloss by pulp themselves a single from 1993 on island records of course, uh, pulled off uh, the His and Hers LP, and kicking things off all the way back from 19, uh, all the way back rather to 1990 from the Mad Love EP on 4AD. That was Lush, with uh, a track off that EP entitled Deluxe, which also appears on the Gala compilation. So we've had a, a cover version so far, uh, at least one new released. Had the hat trick uh, feature out of the way, which means we've got Tinterweb time, the weekly peel and the Essential Wax feature to look forward to, in addition to the interview with uh, Paul Court of The Primitives, um, primary songwriter, and uh, I've been a fan since day one, and it was just a lovely uh, opportunity to talk with him and catch up. They've just, uh, they're just back in England, actually, fresh off uh, a couple of uh, a couple of dates in the UK, uh, Manchester and, and London, and I think it was four, 
possibly six, four, I think, uh, dates on the West Coast uh, uh, in, in California. So they're back. And uh, when I was talking to him yesterday, he was uh, still a little bit jet lagged. So that is coming up at the end of the program. There is a band. Uh, there was a band called Disco Inferno. They were rather good, and the majority of their records are on Che Records, uh, the label there. Last week saw a vinyl re-release of their first compilation entitled In Debt, which uh, also comes with an extra track if you're interested. If you go to uh, rocketgirl.co.uk, you'll be able to uh, find the LP. Uh, Specifically, the URL is rocketgirl.co.uk slash label slash release slash rgirl as in R-G-I-R-L-114-L-P. Now, they were uh, an experimental band that didn't sell too, too many records, but those that loved them, loved them. Me being one of them. I've got the, uh, the first pressing of the, uh, the, the compilation in debt uh, in my hand right now, and I'm going to play a double A side of a single that came out, um, when did it come out? 1990 is when it came out again on uh, on Che Records it was uh, entertainment uh, and arc in round as a double A side this time we're going to hear arc in round
driving down the country in the back of a white van. Me and the band. Poppers, traffic jams, more gigs, build a profile, more gigs and vans, bigger, better bands. Poppers, traffic jams, working up the food chain to fully fledged carnivore. What do we all want? Chip, 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 or sleep, Glasgow, wow, wow, hot, Duchess, Duke, and Charlotte, short, Fleet and Virgin, Southport Beach, Blackpool, Tunnelbrook, walk, no sleep. Oh dear, right and clear, put your t shirts over here. Five minutes, no sound check, shut my eyes, I'll hit the deck. Unmistakably, 
Stella Grundy. And that is a song entitled Star, which is pulled off last year's The Rise and Fall of a Northern Star. Uh, and it features the musical prowess of one Mr. Jar Wobble. Fantastic stuff. An arcing round preceded uh, that uh, double shot there. Uh, Disco Inferno, arc in round, was what we heard before. Stella, right, we're about halfway through the musical output of the programme. What can we talk about? Well, I haven't got much to share, really, other than uh, what's coming up. We've got Tinterweb time to address. We've got the Essential Wax feature. We've got uh, uh, the Peel, uh, the Essential Peel track, which uh, I'm still fumbling with, to be honest. I haven't even uh, set that up yet. I'm uh, vacillating between a couple of things. And then, of course, at the end of the programme, uh, the chit-chat with, uh, with Paul from uh, The Primitives and uh, all the fruits that uh, that conversation brings forth, uh, and also surrounded by three songs that he himself chose for me to play. Uh, all, of course, songs by the Primitives. Here's some Laxton Superb. Now, I don't know an awful lot about this band, uh, other than the fact that I bought their, their first single, and uh, I didn't hear much else, to be honest, afterwards. And even as I trawl the internet now, can't find a thing about uh, Laxton Superb as a band. However, the Laxton Superb is an apple cultivar that was developed in England in 1897. Did you know that? It's a hybridised apple. It's a crossbreed between uh, the Wyken Pippin and the Cox's Orange Pippin. It is a British apple with a green colour and a dull red flesh. Fancy that.
four wouldn't it and uh, that's from their third lp from 1980 uh, grotesque and uh, one of my faves pay your rates and so you should and if you don't know what your rates are uh, in the uk that the rates are essentially what you probably call land tax um paying for your land tax so you've got your mortgage and you've got that lump sum that you can either pay 
in one shot or you can increment uh, through your financial institution over the course of uh, however regular your mortgage payments are. There you have it. And uh, before that, uh, Laxton Superb with the apple, uh, the fruit reference. Uh, and I wish I could tell you more about the band, but I can't other than the song that we heard uh, from their only record that I have of theirs. I'm going to fumble for it here so I lean backwards. Yeah, The Sugar's Gone, three tracks on this EP. In, uh, including The Wheel and Emotional Drifter. And if anyone knows more about them, or uh, if they've uh, reappeared, I just can't find anything about Laxton's Superb. Next, from Liverpool, a bit of a treat for you. Sugar Men. <laughs>
Interweb Time Youth, time of the show, time of the programme where I share a website of the week with you. Um, something that I've uh, come across, something that I might frequent, something that uh, is just a, one of those surprises as you get pulled and pulled into the vortex of the internet. Go online. It's like going to Costco, isn't it? So you go there for uh, a three-pack of hummus and you come out with a, with a windmill and a lawnmower. Um, this particular uh, website of the week is the Moving Festival, and it is a beauty. In case you uh, don't know about it, well, first of all, the URL is moovinfestival.com. It is uh, being held in, uh, in South Manchester at, uh, at Etherow uh, Park, and it's on the August Bank Holiday weekend. So if you're lucky enough to be in the vicinity, it's just 30, 30 minutes outside Manchester in, in Comstall. And uh, they are showcasing an ever-growing roster of bands. And I'm just going to line list them for you uh, to either compel you to go if uh, it's within your means or make you immensely jealous if you've got not a hope in hell of attending like myself. Um, so Roy Ayers, Black Grape, Ronnie Size, uh, Giles Peterson, 808 State, uh, Crazy P, Mad Professor, Gentleman's Dub Club, Mr Scruff, Greg Wilson, 
and this is of course in no particular order. Uh, Jazzanova, a DJ set there. And what else we got there? Future Dub Project. Um, take my specs off here. Uh, Rich Reason, uh, Mark XTC, and uh, I would hasten to say I haven't even uh, mentioned half of the talent. So go to themovingfestival.com. Ooh, as I ding the microphone with my uh, with my specs, um, you can camp. You can have a fun. Frivolous time. You don't have to go all the way to Glastonbury to be knee deep in mud to have fun. You can stay in the northwest. Any road at Moving Festival, 2017. Get yourself sorted. August the 25th, the 26th, and the 27th, the Bank Holiday weekend. So if you're young, full of vim and vigour, and like your music and don't mind roughing it, must be heaven for you. Must be absolute heaven for you. Um, next. I'm going to play another new release for you. Um, I did mention that I'll be playing something off the new Echo Belly album. While it is out, it's been out for about, uh, I think, two, three weeks now, possibly even more. Um, you can get it through uh, through their Pledge Music site. So uh, pledgemusic.com slash projects slash anarchy hyphen and hyphen alchemy. Or just go to Pledge Music and search Echo Belly. We're going to hear the uh, the title track from the very same record.
almost immediately after Jason Pierce kicked Sean Cook, Mike Mooney, and uh, Damon Reese out of his band, spiritualized. Um, they didn't muck around. They uh, formed their own outfit, uh, and uh, it was entitled Lupine Howl. And this uh, this song that we heard actually is Vaporizer, the first single on their own uh, record label, Vinyl Hiss, released in 2000. And again, Vaporizer by Lupine Howell, the ousted members of Spiritualized. And that's on, uh, well, it did end up on a compilation and uh, the major label force behind them was Beggar's Banquet. Before we heard the Lupine Howl track, we heard brand new stuff from Echo Belly. And that's rather good, isn't it? That's the title track of uh, Anarchy and Alchemy. And uh, before we heard the Echo Belly track, we had our Tinterweb Time feature where we were showcasing the Move-In Festival just outside uh, Manchester. Conveniently conveniently located for for, for many of the listeners, as I know. Um, And I did forget, because I I always try, I endeavour to go one programme without there being some kind of uh, evidential um, amnesia. Failed miserably once more because I forgot to mention that prior to Tinterweb time, after we heard The Sugar Men with their... uh, track called Sold, we heard Idlewild, these wooden ideas. Um, and uh, Sold, if you want to find out more info, sorry, Sugarmen, if you want to find out more information about them, facebook.com slash sugarmenuk, soundcloud.com slash sugarmenuk. Trying to get them on the programme in the next two or three weeks, so uh, I shall keep persisting with nagging their, uh, their manager to see if we can align a time uh, in which to chat. Do you want to hear some more of that uh, new Charlton's record? Well, I do, so I'm going to play some.
taking my words that you said I hope that the forecast is wrong Trying to get to you, get to you, get to you Get to you
What a record. Simple Minds. Uh, I know a lot of you know that, but uh, sometimes popular records are good records, aren't they? It did reach number one uh, back uh, when it was released in February 1984. Um, It's their sixth LP uh, released on Virgin Records. Uh, I've got it in so many formats, it's ridiculous. It's it's, it's recently been re-released. There's been a a deluxe version uh, a few years ago, but there's now a super deluxe version that you can um, get your hands on. But uh, it is, uh, it's quite costly, but it's got all the demos, all the B-sides, all the outtakes and everything that you could possibly want uh, with regards to uh, this particular release. Produced by Steve Lillywhite. It's a work of beauty, it really, really is. And um, I was listening to the thing uh, in its entirety yesterday uh, while I was doing some gardening uh, on a pair of pretty decent headphones and uh, in a lossless uh, format. And the production is absolutely fantastic on this record. And as I say... Uh, I do get jibes from a lot of these so-called purists who say, well, if it's popular, it's rubbish. Well, that's nonsense, isn't it? And good music's good music. And if it happens to get to number one as being good music, then that's just a bonus, isn't it? Maybe enlightening uh, the masses somewhat. But this did, did uh, it did uh, do awfully, awfully well. But uh, despite its popularity, it still holds up as a wonderful, wonderful album all these years later. Um, so I'm going to play another song off the record for you in uh, a couple of minutes. Um, so we did hear Up on the Catwalk, as I go through uh, some of the information here that I've scribbled down uh, about the release, um, of course it came after the new Gold Dream and preceded Once Upon a Time, which was then when they exploded with the the old Alive and Kicking, right? But uh, it holds a, a place in, in history for Simple Minds fans, whereby it was a bit of a watershed record, because it was, uh, I think, the pinnacle of, of, of their, their musical output, uh, uh, and just reached that point prior to their ridiculous probably you probably deem it over popularity uh, but uh, it uh, it paved the way for them gaining a lot of fans after having done an awful lot of work with their, with their previous five albums, especially the first three, they toured relentlessly to, to gain an audience. And uh, in the early days, Simple Minds were just a touring band, uh, and a lot of respect uh, was uh, was chucked their way by virtue of them being so dogged uh, to share their music with just about everybody they possibly could. I remember speaking to a friend who, who remembers seeing them in some like one horse town in Saskatchewan in the early eighties. They toured, and they toured, and they toured.
Baggy Brilliance. That's Northside with Weight of Air, an album track off their only record, Shall We Take a Trip? Uh, and if you can get your hands on a wonderful reissue through a label that uh, you all know uh, you all know about, or should do, uh, Cherry Red Records. Obviously, um, uh, those that do know, know, and those that don't, so I'll tell you anyway. Um, they, they do a lot of re-releases. They do a lot of rekindling of old, older material that uh, has been long deleted, or they are very, very good at uh, reissuing stuff 
with uh, new and extra tracks, demos, outtakes, just material for the collector. Uh, and this record is no different. It's it's a double a double disc uh, re-release of uh, Northside's only record, which was originally released on Factory Records. But a lot of the Factory stuff, uh, due to its demise and its uh, its up in the air publishing is up for grabs if you've got uh, a big enough checkbook and uh, figure you can uh, recoup your outlay and actually make some money off any project that you would like to champion from the factory stable. So anyway, um, interestingly enough too, uh, Warren Dermody, who's uh, who's the, the frontman of Northside, has a new, new band called uh, Time for Action. And I was just noticing that they've just announced a gig. I mean, it's, it's quite far away, but it's in... Um, it's in September, uh, towards the end, uh, in in Glasgow uh, with the Wendy's, another ex Factory Records band, uh, and I played some Wendy's last week, I believe. I think the only Scottish outfit to appear on Factory. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so anyway, I'll be talking to Warren with a bit of luck. I've had some dialogue with him over the weekend. He's away. Uh, he's away sunning himself at the moment. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to talk with him in the next couple of weeks and have him on the program to talk more about his latest project, uh, Time for Action. And uh, before we heard Northside, we of course heard uh, Simple Minds. We heard Book of Brilliant Things, the second track off our Essential Wax LP of the Week, Sparkle in the Rain, re- released in 1984. So I played up on the Catwalk and uh, Book of Brilliant Things. One and two, uh, tracks one and two. Um, I remember buying the LP way, way back when and dropping the needle and that whole first side was just absolutely stellar and the second side followed suit. So anyway, that was our uh, album feature uh, and uh, I did forget to mention that prior to hearing Up on the Catwalk we heard from the Transit EP on uh, superior quality recordings, most notable for uh, the Blue Tones. That was Mover uh, from that EP with uh, a track called That's It and uh, prior to that, another song off the new charlatans record different days which has been out for uh, about a week now and uh, an album track called let's go together getting towards the end of the program uh, some of you be thinking oh thank goodness for that i'm hoping that's not the case um the peel track my weekly uh, essential peel uh is going to be at the end of the program uh, not keeping with tradition what I'm going to do is I will um, we'll go through uh, the next couple of tracks and then we'll get into the interview with Paul. And then after we've heard all the Primitives material, I'll, uh, I'll leave you all with uh, a rather lengthy yet wonderful uh, Peel Session track uh, at the end of the programme. So those of you that do skip, which you're not supposed to do, it'll be at the end. So if you've got the attention span of a dormouse, probably not for you. Uh, otherwise, give it a crack. Um, what have I got queued up next? Oh, yes. I've got some primitives, but uh, before I do, we're going to go back to uh, 1997 off their first LP entitled The Daddy of Them All. We're going to hear Space Monkeys with uh, March of the Scarecrows. They did have a a recent album, actually, that I didn't know about until uh, very, very recently. They released uh, another record in 2013 uh, entitled Escape from the 20th Century. But in the interim, here they are with March of the Scarecrows.
of the Primitives. With Shine, an album track of Pure, their second studio album. And um, we're going to get more into some of the nitty-gritty when it uh, comes to all the details of uh, the Primitives. Uh, but having said that, the, uh, the chit-chat that's forthcoming with Paul is very, very detailed. We go into a lot about uh, what's been happening of late, because it's been rather exciting if, you, if you're a fan, whereby the Primitives released Lovely in, in 1988, and I uh, remember it clear as day, uh, the, uh, the preceding singles and uh, the furore over, over uh, this new buzz band, and then Morrissey got involved with wearing their T-shirts, and uh, things got rather silly. Um, but it didn't take away from the fact that uh, they were writing very, very, very good songs. Uh, Lovely came out in uh, in 88, uh, seemed to be followed by Pure in uh, 89, which is uh, where this track was pulled and the next one will be pulled from. And uh, Galore didn't follow uh, too, too far afterwards in, in 1981. Then there was a... Uh, a, la- a large hiatus uh, uh, f- for good reason uh, Echoes and Rhymes an album of uh, select female vocal obscure uh, chanteurs material was released in, in 2012 and uh, their first album proper of original material uh, came out in 2014 entitled uh, Spinorama and I've played tracks from that in, uh, in past shows now the Primitives uh, they formed in, in Coventry and uh, after that hiatus, after the first three records, uh, they were brought together again, um, largely due to the, uh, the, uh, the sad death of uh, uh, original member Steve uh, Dolligan. Uh, and the band got together in 2009, and that seemed to be a turning point for them to uh, start collaborating again, and the fruits of which are the series of records that have been released uh, over the past uh, handful of years. Um, if you want to uh, keep track of the band, it's very, very uh, easy. Go to uh, Facebook and follow their uh, Primitives official page. Very succinct. You're not going to miss a trick there. If you want to buy some of their recent material, i.e. the non-lazy stuff, the stuff that's uh, come out since, uh, go to Elephant Records or go to the Elephant Records Bandcamp site where uh, Spinner Armor, New Thrills, um, the the remix EP by Modular, and uh, the covers album Echoes and Rhymes. I've uh, in the show notes I have articulated all the URLs for you, so there's no excuse uh, for not being able to find stuff. Those of you who listen regularly know that I make a point of um, helping the artists any way I can by highlighting the links whereby you can buy the the material direct or. Uh, not through an iTunes, ideally, or not through a Google Play. Elephant is, is fair enough. It's a record label, and, and the band's got a deal through them, which is uh, no doubt better than a deal you could chisel with a, with a digital aggregator like an iTunes, Google Play, or an Amazon. Anyway, um, and again, those of you who do know the programme will know I go to extreme lengths to articulate all the material I play. So at the end of each show, I uh, upload the podcast, of course, but I also line list everything, uh, all the features, all the acts, all the hashtags, tags, all of the information that you need, including all the URLs. And this is no different. So uh, after the, the, the show, after you've listened to it, do, uh, do go online and uh, have a trawl through the, uh, the set list, if you like, the playlist, and all the URLs will be there. So go and buy some uh, material by the primitives. Um, so I did promise another track from Pure, and here it is. It's entitled uh, Way Behind Me, one of the three tracks that uh, Paul himself chose.
that lovely that's the primitives and that is off their latest and greatest ep entitled new thrills and that's i'll trust the wind and that was preceded by uh, the first single of their second studio lp entitled pure from 1989 on uh, lazy recordings way behind me it's time now for me to hand over to pseudo me and uh, to paul court uh, for some enticing informative and fun banter and I'll be back after the interview to wrap up the programme. Hello. Hello, is this Paul? Yeah. Hello Paul, it's Dara calling from uh, from Canada from near Perfect Pitch. Hi. How are you, how are you doing? Hi Dara, yeah. yeah good thanks, yeah. Lovely, lovely. So I take it you're not uh, you're not watching the football? My point exactly, my point exactly. England playing Scotland and Paul's oblivious. So um, oh, that's quite important, isn't it? But yeah, I've just got back from California on jet lag, so uh, yeah. I wouldn't pay attention to that in normal circumstances. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, it's to be expected. Actually, that was that was going to be one of my questions. Actually, and let's, why don't we start with that? If that's all right, how was uh, how was the West Coast jaunt? It must have been a wonderful experience. Yeah, it was good actually. Yeah, we played three dates. Um, took a week to do it, so um, a lot of driving and things, but. Um, yeah, we pulled it off. I think it worked out fine. Yeah. Yeah, you got to see a lot of California, taking some weather, and and, and be uh, from from all the reports that I was reading, you were wonderfully received, as as to be expected. And uh, how did you notice uh, uh, the crowd as being uh, uh, a combination of new and old uh, fans? I think so. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, there were people that were probably around the first time, and um, some younger ones too, um, and. Um, I mean, they were quite well attended for shows, you know. I mean, San Diego was a smaller venue, and that wasn't so um, full. But um, the the other two were great, you know, like um, almost sold out, I think, or at least pretty packed out anyway. Yeah, it is, I mean, for, for 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 want of a better expression, for for most people outside the UK, it's 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 a reunion tour, really, for want of a better. Uh, expression, I think, and and I'm just a bit bit envious that uh, I wasn't able to see you this time round. It's been a long time since I've yeah. seen you, because um, I think it's fair to say that that um, you're doing this in fits and starts. Uh, it, what are the next live dates that you've got lined up? What, what's coming up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything um, that's we missed... haven't, we haven't got anything really? I mean, there's um, I think there's a festival in Spain in November. Yeah. That's all, really. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, because there seems to be a bit of a, a gap, which I would imagine you'd be catching up with your with your lives in the interim. Yeah, well, we're not that busy, really. Anyway, when we're doing primitive stuff, and we haven't played since um, last um, autumn. Yeah. Um, then we did a few gigs. So we would play the European shows, then we did uh, London and Manchester week before that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, it's t- tis the season to be festive. There's festivals every five minutes, so I would imagine that your phone's been ringing off the hook and you can pick and choose where you want to go, I would hope. 
without being... Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't get, we don't get any of those... Uh, we do a few little boutiques, but you don't get anywhere near those... I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like yeah, so, so do, do, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you have any idea yeah. who you're talking to? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, because, I mean, you're older and wiser, uh, as I like to think I am since since uh, the heady days of, of Lazy and... and uh, and the halcyon days of 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 your uh, well your first three records. Let's be honest. I mean, it was it was a wonderful uh, wave to ride. What's it been like second time around? But as I say, being older and wiser. For instance, are you not built for speed anymore when it comes for touring? <laughs> are you in bed? Are you in bed by half eleven with the Horlicks? What, 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 how are you finding? How are you finding the touring at, at your age now? No, it's um, well. It's- I would say we're in bed by half eleven. It's probably a bit too much drinking over the last of the shows. But, um, but well, the thing is, yeah, we're older, but um, we haven't got roadies, so we're having to like, you know, carry all our arms around and stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, back, back in the day when we had all the help and we were young and fit, you know, we didn't really need it. Now we kind of need it, but we can't afford it. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, we have to uh, find the strength from somewhere to do it. Well, well, let's 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 talk talk about the music because the touring the touring is one thing, and of course it's it's lovely to satiate your audience in a live capacity. But for the nitty gritty is is uh, is the the releases that you've had of late, and um, uh, to the uninitiated after the after the first the first three records in quite quick succession, and it must have it must be a bit of a blur for you in in all honesty between eighty eight and ninety one releasing three records and and and, tour, and touring almost incessantly. To this, the, to the big hiatus for the for the covers record, and then Spinorama, and then there's a, let's let's talk about the latest EP because I, I'm very curious when it comes to you. Always been a fan of of the band, needless to say. That's why I'm talking to you. But your songwriting in particular, um, uh, always been a massive fan of the lyrics, not just not just the juxtaposition of of, of the tunes. Have, have you as a, as an individual? As I say, as you get older and wiser, has your style changed at all when it comes to comes to your songwriting? Um, I wouldn't say it's changed. Now I'm probably more aware of um, how to do it and what's good and bad, and a bit more. Um, you know, like back in the day, you just kind of grab stuff out of thin air and it works somehow, and then you kind of you can look at it now and you can see why it did work. Yeah, and you can see why why other stuff works. So when you get an idea now, you can kind of uh, you can you can kind of um, shape it easier, I think. Yeah, more savvy. Look. Yeah, you're more savvy to be able to fast track things, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, you can sort of almost record it home these days and things. So I mean, it's uh, you know, you've got ideas and things, you just throw them down, and um, yeah, you know, you can kind of get on with it. But have you been have you been enveloping? The, the the new the new regime of, of 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 recording as well, whereby you know Tracy's over in Spain. Um, uh, did did you record any of the material in different locations, and then then obviously mix and and and, uh, and, and mastering happened afterwards, or or you were all in the same place? No, we were all in the same place. I mean, I've done a bit of guitar at home, then taken that into the studio just for sort of uh, speed and things, but. Um... No, Tracy's always been over here to to sing and stuff, so um, which pretty much like the old days, really. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and Paul Paul uh, Sampson's involvement is is it fair to say that that's been a constant? Well, yeah, I mean, um, probably eighty five percent of the things we've recorded have been with him. Yeah, 
in the studio in Conji. It actually was closed recently for good, so that's a bit of an end of an era because you know we've been going there since '84. Yeah. Well, anyway, before the very early early days of the band. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's the, uh, it's very much like the early days. The, the, the latest stuff we record, the latest stuff we've recorded. You know, it's just been um, going into Kevin's studio and uh, just kind of doing it without any worries about I mean, record companies sort of giving me the thumbs down or <laughs> coming in and messing around. You know, it's kind of yeah, yeah. Seeing ourselves. Yeah, it's a completely different dynamic from the days of having a you know, an RCA breathing down your neck, whereby you are very much your own bosses, and of course, with that comes pros and with, with that comes cons. Um, but, yeah. I, but, but I must say, you've done a very good job, for, for, I'm speaking as a fan, to, to, to keep us engaged, uh, and you've enveloped the, the, the world of digital distribution quite nicely in conjunction with physical hard copy. Uh, what, what, what personally are your... Uh, feelings about the industry because it's a completely different industry to the one that we, we knew and, and, and perhaps loved and loathed at the same time. Um, yeah. The end result is very much the same, but the machinations, for, you know, are, are very very different. Um, how comfortable, uncomfortable? Do you endorse? Do you not endorse? How, how do you feel in general about the state of the industry right now? Well, it's, it's difficult, really, because uh, I mean, I don't think we could. Um survive now if it wasn't sort of um, social media so I don't think we'd have re-emerged as we have you know yes that's more than fair to say I think but that's that's your prime prime vehicle by which to engage and retain an audience right yeah um, so I mean it's I can't imagine how I mean, we don't make a living doing this and I can't imagine how fans do make a living um, but you can certainly do it and get out there and you know pocket money sort of thing but you know we, the, the era before was like the same was no different in a way to the the 50s and stuff it was about you know selling products and money coming in from that can't say we ever saw any money from record sales but you know I'm sure in a roundabout sort of way somebody came back to us but um, um, nowadays of course you you more or less have to give it away you know and, hope, and I guess um, play live sell a bit of merch you know yes Well, it's understood. I mean, if you're radio ad, you can release stuff for free. But if uh, it's funny, a few weeks ago, uh, the wedding present were through t through Town Paul, and uh, it was just just a, a bizarre slash wonderful thing to see Gedge selling his own merch. Yeah, I was doing that. At, um, we played with them. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's why I brought it Manchester. up. Yeah, yeah. I think he was selling a second hand records as well, like old vinyl. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he had, he had a, a sort of a selective stash of old deleted product that he was trying to peddle. It was. It was. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was wonderful to see. And and also yeah. quite wonderful to see that the vast majority of people buying merch from him didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. Sort of pseudo anonymity. It was, it was kind of cool. But yeah. but you yourself, I mean, I hope you don't mind me prying because it's. Uh, I'm sure people want to know. But what, what's what's your uh, your day job per se nowadays? A day job. I don't have a day job. No. I've never had a job in my life. Okay, well, perhaps you could write a book and, and, and help and help teach us how to, how to subsist that the same way. That'd be wonderful. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny because yeah. I was actually going to bring up the uh, the about a boy scenario. Yeah, you didn't you didn't write the Christmas hit, <laughs> but that uh, but I'm sure the residuals from that little little song called Crash have done quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. You can kind of uh, yeah brings in the world just still. So uh, it's funny because so, uh, keep your overhead to low. You can just about get by. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually having a conversation about about the single and you last week with a friend. And it was it was funny. He was my friend was he's quite a witty fella, and he said, "Yeah, it's like Paul's done a Jonah Louie. It's almost like popular, oh, right, yeah. yeah, popular vernacular." Uh, but well, that that being said, um, what are the other band uh, the band members doing? Before we get into that, um, could could you explain uh, how uh, how Raph got got in, got involved uh, with with the band? Is this someone that that you had prior relationship with or? I didn't know Raph, but he was in a band called the Furious Apples, who I used to go and see a lot in the early 80s. They were kind of a bit like the only ones and the Velvets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I don't even remember him being in that band, but he was. And um, a friend of a friend suggested him. He was actually, he was actually a guitarist, but, you know, switched to bass for us. Um, and that's it, really, yeah. Fantastic. That was short and succinct. Now, that, could, could, yeah. you, could you uh, let us know about the modular EP? Because that was... Uh, it was unexpected, I think is the right word. And, and how did that come yeah. to how did that come to fruition? Well, that was just uh, Lewis Elephant's idea. I mean, because they were in a elephant band from Argentina, and um, yeah, he, he was doing a series of um, he was getting um, elephant artists to mix elephant artists, you know, and just mixing all up a bit. So um, they did us. They mixed those two tracks with seven inch. Yeah, well, there's there's four on the digital too, and they're all they're all quite nifty. It was just it was just a, a quite a departure to to, to to say the least, really. Um, yeah, yeah. When it comes to to you personally, um, um, let's just say hypothetically, I give you a hundred pounds that you have to download digital music with or purchase music with. Um, what would you be uh, plumping for nowadays? Is there anything that's contemporary that's uh, d doing it for you? Um, what's new? Yeah. I quite like uh, She Devils. They're from Canada. I was going to say they're from Montreal, aren't they? Montreal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're a good. Like they're, yeah, they're a very good. They're a very good band. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, a, um, There's always something, you know. It's generally, it's just sort of one-off things I hear and I like. Yeah, but are you actually? Are you actually? Are you actually buying as opposed to just saying, "Yeah, I like that." But are you actually buying music, though, Paul? I, can't, I mean to. I do sometimes, yeah. But obviously, with Spotify, you can just listen to it all on there. And, Pay you ten quid a month, whatever it is. Yeah, that's that. That is a. I think that is the single largest game changer, especially if, uh, as they it say, is, yeah. they, they, they're going to they're going to provide a lossless version whereby all the audio files. Um, I, I'm just wondering what what the implications are. I've not got a crystal ball, uh, but I, but I don't imagine the implications are that good for small bands uh, listening for a, you know for. For, for pennies on the dollar, uh, for, for, for up-and-coming bands, it, it's it's already diluting the disgusting digital model that iTunes have anyway, whereby you literally get paid nothing for your wares. So it worries me about yeah. worries me about up-and-coming bands, but uh, you know it's not a really a worry for the Beatles and Led Zeppelin at this point. No, no, no. Yes, yeah, what I was saying earlier. Um, I mean, you can still sell your you know your five hundred numbered copies of a seven inch or something, but um, yeah. 
Well, that's just about pace to be calling in the first place, and the uh, that's it. Doesn't it? That's, that's not even a break-even endeavour, is it? Really, it's just it's just yeah. an odd thing because I, you know, I, I've got uh, I've got to children, and, and there's this basement full of thousands of records and CDs and God God knows what else, and they're completely oblivious to the actual ownership of physical commodity and the romance involved with music, whereby digital. Yeah. My daughter has, for instance some very, very expensive headphones, but thinks it's a good idea to play compressed MP3s from a YouTube video, and that constitutes music. Um, yeah. It's a very different generation that, that we're dealing with, but you know, if you can imagine, and this is just a conundrum for you, let's just say you have a new record, conceivably, uh, or it's a past record, and someone's listening to it on Spotify, and it's lossless, i.e. there's no need to own the physical commodity. What are the implications for bands? It really is quite a worrying uh, predicament. I guess so, yeah, but it just, it, that's what I was saying. It feels like the, the music that you make is almost just got to be offered up for free, you know. Yeah, and you have to tour. I mean, you could hopefully get it, uh, you know, there's the obviously, if it got on background music on a TV programme or some other use, you might get something back from that. But um, the Spotify thing, it's literally like the, it's monopolised everything. I mean, you either move on there and that's where people find you, or you're not on there and you don't get found, so. Yeah, it, is, yeah. it really is a catch-22, isn't it, at this point? Yeah. I mean, of course, things will gain more clarity as the years roll by, but right now it's, it's an industry in flux trying to find its feet again for the greedy buggers to keep making money at the expense of the artists who are making next to none. But that's just a variation yeah. of a theme, because back in your day, there would be the American guy from RCA saying, I, I, I don't hear a single here, which, uh, yeah. which, is, which is the worst thing you can say to any band, I would imagine. Yeah, we never quite had it that bad, but um, <laughs> we did get to be uh, left on our own in the studio, and you just hear something back from London that uh, oh, they want you to remix it or whatever, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was never like quite that. Well, I've got a couple, but, couple, uh, couple more questions for you, and one, one's quite involved, and I was hoping that that you could uh, pick some songs because because what I normally do is I perform the interview and and, and share it with the listenership, but also showcase. Uh, your material around the uh, the interview itself. Would you be willing to uh, choose three songs uh, that you that you'd like me to play, or you think you'd like to showcase for for the, for the listenership? Is it our songs? Yeah, your songs. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. not yeah. Of course, your songs. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I guess um, anything from like the start to now. You mean, or is it anything from your repertoire? Anything that you think are three songs that. Or a good representation of, of 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 the band, or anything that tickles your fancy. Yeah, okay. I'd say we found a way to the sun. Okay. The early days. Yeah. Um, she perhaps put the new one on. I trust the wind. Yeah. And then something from the middle, uh, way behind me. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone a gem, as they say. And I've got got one got one last question. There's a question I ask everybody and have done since the beginning of time. And uh, I am logging this, and I'll I'll, I'll add clarity to, to this. Um, I ask everybody hypothetically if you were around my place. Uh, Primitives have played a gig in Ottawa with a wedding present. You're around my place for a barbecue. Put the kettle on. Uh, and we're having a cup of tea, and and I come come around the settee with a magic biscuit tin, and I say, Paul, any biscuit on God's green earth. Is, is is waiting for you. What would you What would you choose? A biscuit. A biscuit. Um, and it's, it, don't... In the seventies, you know, everyone talks about old biscuits and sweets and things. Yes. Um, I remember something called Monster Milk. 
and I can't find anything on the internet about them at all. Okay, well, and okay. green and blue biscuits in a little tray package with the cellophane over the top. I remember those. I remember those. Well, I'll tell you something. They are not on my uh, infographic spreadsheet, but I will make it a mission of mine to unearth some information. Um, and uh, in, in, in the same breath, I will also send you an updated uh, um, biscuit infographic whereby you will be placed nicely next to a monster milk. Right, OK. Lovely. So thank you so much for, for, for the chat. And uh, I'll be in touch uh, as to when the, the podcast is, is live okay. uh, and, and ready for download and streaming. Cheers, In the meantime, thank you so much. All the best. Take care. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I think I've broke the internet trying to look for this uh, this biscuit of Paul's. I've uh, trawled and trawled to find uh, every single monster ghoul variant of malted milk biscuits. I found one. I did submit them uh, to, to Paul. He's convinced that they're not the right ones. Um, so on the Magic Biscuit Tin uh, chart, I've had to put a placeholder of sorts for the biscuit of choice that uh, that Paul chose, the monster uh, malted milk from, from the 70s that seemed to be very, very elusive. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that uh, chit-chat. It was a, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, just to reiterate, we've heard a couple of songs off their second studio uh, LP, uh, Pure. We've heard uh, Shine and uh, Way Behind Me. We've heard some new material uh, in the form of I'll Trust the Wind from the, the new Thrills EP, which is uh, very, very recent. And we're going to wrap things up, primitives-wise, with uh, one more track, uh, the B-side of their second uh, single, uh, Really Stupid, which was released all the way back in, uh, in 1986. And uh, the B-side is entitled, uh, quite nicely, um, We Found a Way to the Sun. So I'm going to play this, uh, then I'll be back briefly to set up uh, an, an orthodox Peel Session uh, track for the end of the programme, which is an anomaly.
we found a way to the sun. That's the primitives, and uh, my thanks to Paul for his time and his input and uh, and the fun we had discussing all things the primitives. An orthodox end to the programme now. I, I'm going to put the Peel session at the end because it's a massively long track. It's uh, 20 minutes in total. Uh, specifically, it's a Peel session that was recorded in March 1989 by The Orb, a.k.a. Alex uh, Patterson. And the song, which some of you may well know, some of you may well not know, a huge, ever-growing, pulsating brain that rules from the centre of the ultra-world, in brackets, loving you. That's the sample concerned. I can play this for you, this Peel session. I will say my goodbyes now. Uh, and again, my thanks to, to Paul from The Primitives. Please do remember, you can always email me at nearperfectpitch at gmail.com. Nearperfectpitch.com is the portal by which you can find anything and everything that pertains to the programme. Uh, send me suggestions, requests, the same old stuff. You know, just be involved. And uh, do spread the word. I would like to get more listeners for the sole reason that uh, it's all about sharing, isn't it? So uh, similarly... Uh, good-tasted musical folk such as yourself, please share and spread the word of Near Perfect Pitch with all and sundry. On that note, I'll be back next week with uh, episode 45, hopefully chatting with Hi-Fi Sean, Sean Dixon, ex of the, uh, the Soup Dragons, with a bit of luck. Uh, and uh, I'll be in flip-flops because I think summer has officially arrived. So on that note, thanks for listening, and I'll be back next week. ta